0: to do the second part of the four-part series of the Powerful Pandemics series. Um, So today it's about the 1957 flu pandemic. The 1957 flu pandemic was first identified in February of 1957 in East Asia and eventually spread to other countries worldwide. The pandemic was the second major influenza pandemic to happen in the 20th century. The outbreak caused around 1 million to 2 million deaths worldwide but it's generally considered to have been the least severe of the three influenza pandemics in the 20th century. On April 17, 1957, Maurice Hillman noticed that a pandemic was on its way to the U.S. That day, the New York Times reported on a large influenza outbreak in Hong Kong. One detail in particular caught his eye. In the long waiting lines, the article said, women carried glassy-eyed children tied to their backs. He got to work spreading the word that there was a pandemic on its way and pushing to create a vaccine by the time school started in the fall. The first case happened in the Guizhou province of southwestern China in February 1957. By the time Hillman read about it in April, the Times reported that an estimated 250,000 Hong Kong residents, or about 10% of the population, were receiving treatment for it. The day after reading the article, he sent a message to Army Medical General Laboratory in Zama, Japan, asking the staff to investigate what was going on in Hong Kong. A medical officer identified a member of the US Navy who had become infected in Hong Kong and sent his saliva back to Hillman in the United States so he could study the virus. The 1957 outbreak was caused by a virus known as influenza A subtype H2N2. Research has indicated that the virus was a reassortant in strain, coming from strains of avian influenza and human influenza viruses. In the first couple of months of the 1957 flu pandemic, the virus spread throughout China and surrounding regions. By midsummer, it had reached the United States, where it appears to have infected rel- relatively few people at first. However, several months later, several cases of infection were reported, especially in young children, the elderly and pregnant women. This increase of in cases was the result of a second wave that struck the Northern Hemisphere in November 1957. At the time, the pandemic was also widespread in the United Kingdom. The second wave was particularly devastating and by March 1958, an estimated 69,800 deaths had occurred in the United States. The 1957 outbreak was associated with variation in susceptibility and, of course, illness, whereas some individuals experienced only minor symptoms such as a cough and mild fever Others experienced life-threatening complications, such as pneumonia. Those people who were unaffected by the virus were believed to have protective antibodies to other closely related strains of influenza. The rapid development of a vaccine against the H2N2 virus and the availability, availability of antibiotics to treat secondary infections limited the spread and the mortality of the pandemic. I believe that during this time, we should all look back at history and see, you know, where everything went wrong or, you know, things that we're repeating right now. And I feel like at this point, we didn't have a head start to the coronavirus. So, in fact, we actually had a very late start to taking action. And since the is starting again and people are starting to gather with much more people just remember that you i don't think it's over yet so just remember to stay safe still that's it guys thank you if you'd like to be featured on the next social distancing with me podcast episode Please either email me at social with me at gmail.com or go on social media, follow Social Distancing with Me, and message me there.